It's WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. And the Upfront panel, as usual, here on Monday mornings, yours truly, Dick Bouchard. Thank you very, very much for tuning in. I do appreciate your company as we begin another week as we head toward the blessed Christmas coming up. Well, the Supreme Court said on Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen, it will hear a challenge to the federal government's using its obstruction law to prosecute hundreds of cases connected with the January 6th, 2021 so-called assault on the U.S. Capitol. Seems to me they were there to hear Donald Trump speak. That's what it was all about. The Justice Department has used this ancient law to charge more than 300 people connected to the so-called riot, unquote. Former President Donald Trump faces a single count of corruptly obstructing and impeding an official proceeding. Excuse me? He asked Nancy Pelosi, is it okay if I send in 10,000 National Guard troops? And she said, no. Former President Donald Trump faces that single count. The Supreme Court, however, is not expected to hear the case until next year. And it could be one of the last decisions it'll release in late June as the primary season for both parties will be wrapping up. The decision is a blow, however, to Jack Smith and his case against Donald Trump and could lead to the release of prisoners being held, in my opinion, illegally. It is the time finally turning, I hope in these politically motivated legal prosecutions against the 45th president. According to a recent court order, Judge Tanya Chutkin has issued a temporary pause in President Trump's ongoing January 6th federal prosecution case in her courtroom. The pause will be in effect pending a motion to dismiss the case on grounds of presidential immunity. That's a hotly contested topic by the defense team. Experts are saying this could complicate things for hopeful prosecutors who want to time the trials precisely to conclude at a strategic time ahead of the elections. My sources, yahoonews.com, United Press International, and 100percentfedup.com. Yeah, I had to piece this story together just for you. Good morning, everybody. Windy and rainy outside. And like uh, Jeff Gamash was pointing out to me, uh, he says, I'm not sure I've ever seen the Peters River so wide. Me neither. I suggested a long time ago on this program that sooner or later that humans would soon be blamed for global warming. Why? Because after all, we all breathe in oxygen, and guess what? We all exhale carbon dioxide. Now, a new study by Dr. Nicholas Cohen, an atmospheric physicist at the UK Center for Ecology and Hydrology in Edinburgh, Scotland, claims that gases exhaled by humans when breathing Contribute to global warming. I knew somebody someday would say it, but I told you this a couple of years ago. Sadly, it isn't a parody. It has been reported that exhaled human breath can contain greenhouse gases, methane, and nitrous oxide, both of which have much higher global warming potential than carbon dioxide, the study reads. Where hydrocarbon chains, food types, for example, are consumed by humans and turned into CH4 and N20 from nitrogen intake, the global warming potential is no longer neutral. And human respiration has a net warming effect on the atmosphere, says this crackpot, Dr. Cohen. 100percentfedup.com is my source. Remember me telling you about this long ago? I hope you do. That's if you're a regular listener. If you're new, well, maybe you're hearing it for the first time. 
Hunter Biden was expected to testify before the House Oversight Committee behind closed doors. I should be playing. And when we get behind closed doors. And uh, never mind. (laughs) Anyway, uh, on Wednesday, instead, he showed up at the Capitol and held an impromptu press conference. Sure. And by Hunter Biden defying the congressional subpoena, he has now opened himself up to a contempt of Congress charge. Good. Put him in jail. The leaders of the House Judiciary Committee announced afterwards they'll now going to initiate contempt of Congress proceedings against Hunter Biden for his most recent antics. Foxnews.com and Whatfinger.com are my sources. Well, here's a troubling report from Life Insurers who have been consistently sounding the alarm over unexpected or excess deaths, which claimed 158,000 more Americans in the first nine months of 2023, more than in the same period of 2019. That exceeds America's combined losses from every war since Vietnam. Insurance experts say that Congress should work with them to investigate this troubling trend that has showed up after the COVID-19 pandemic ended. With the worst of COVID behind us, annual deaths for all causes should be back to pre-pandemic levels or even lower, right? Because of the loss of so many sick and infirmed Americans that were blamed on COVID-19. Instead, the death toll remains alarmingly and disturbingly and deserving of urgent attention, according to the insurance industry articles. Meanwhile, the CDC decided back in September to stop issuing their weekly mortality surveillance data. And when did they do that? September 27th. However, actuarial reports, actuarial reports that are used by insurers to make informed decisions are showing that deaths are recurring dis proportionately among young working age people in case you hadn't noticed i bring it to your attention every now and then here on the upfront program my source thegatewaypundit.com i was taken aback sunday morning when go local providence on my smartphone claimed that they had a hundred thousand visitors to their website and they reported that the once mighty Providence Journal daily circulation is now down to just 20,000 daily papers statewide. Listen, I can remember back in the 60s when our former WNRI weatherman, Arthur Cataret's father, ran the Woonsocket Providence Journal news office. Yeah, it was right here in Woonsocket, and I would... Meet up with him at the scene of any news event in the city, never mind being joined by a photographer and a reporter from the call. Even Andy Palmer would show up sometimes. Times, oh, are they changing, in case you hadn't noticed. Anyway, go local in an editorial called The Response by Governor Dan McKee and DOT Director Peter Avanti. Unacceptable. A single word. Unacceptable. And I completely agree with their description of the pair's unacceptable response to the sudden disclosure that the Washington Bridge might fall into the Providence River. Listen, my son Bruce lives in Cape Coral, Florida, and he called to say even his local TV station in Fort Myers, Florida, had pictures of the ridiculous traffic backups that occurred here. When DOT immediately shut down the eastbound lanes that serve over 90,000 vehicles a day. Even our Salem radio network in Washington carried the story coast to coast. Nearly everybody in the state knew someone who was affected by the shutdown disaster. We now learn that the state DOT was warned by a Connecticut bridge engineer three years ago about the structural defects in the bridge that always seemed to be under repair no matter when I had to use it. Joe Fenton 
CEO of Go Local Providence, took aim at DOT director Gina Raimondo appointee, who was reappointed by current Governor Dan McKee, calling Avanti one word, incompetent. Fenton wrote on his website that the state has the worst roads and bridges in America and that Avanti always points the blame for this to somebody else. My source for this story, golocalprovidence.com. Pretty interesting story, huh? This is the Upfront Program. Yours truly, Dick Bouchard in charge. The war that Putin had bragged would last just a few days continues to drag on today as news this morning claims that Putin's military has lost 351,000 dead or injured as the Ukrainians have proved to be a formidable resistance. A declassified U.S. intelligence report assessed that the Ukrainian war has cost that $350,000 dead and injured troops and that nearly 90% of the personnel it had when the conflict began are gone. A source familiar with the intelligence said all this on Tuesday. The report also assessed that Moscow's losses in personnel and armored vehicles to the Ukraine military have set back Russia's military modernization by 18 years. The Russian army has been left with a mere 1,300 armored vehicles on the battlefield and is having to bolster these forces with tanks that were produced in the 1970s. The age for conscription has been raised. Prisoners have been released, provided they agree to service in the dwindling Russian army. The report is from Newsmax.com. You're listening to the Upfront Program. My name is Dick Bouchard. I'm here with news you may not have heard before. And I'll have more right after this. Well, here's a question for you from Vern Rainville. Do you have frozen pipes or ice dams causing some damage to your home last winter? Well, this is probably covered by insurance. And did you know that you have two years to file a claim? Call Vern Rainville, the local adjuster that represents you, not the insurance company. Vern is a licensed public adjuster by the state of Rhode Island and will work for you to initiate a claim. You can call Vern Rainville today at 484-384-95 for a free no-obligation in-home consultation. All calls are returned in less than 24 hours. Thank you, Larry Portress, and I waited until this time to express my sincerest and deepest sympathy for Larry and his family in this loss of his lovely wife, Elizabeth. So uh, you understand that there will be at 9.15 this coming Thursday an opportunity for you to personally uh, meet with Larry and his family to express your sympathy in person. And there will be a 10 o'clock mass at St. Joseph's Church. At Community Care Alliance, our 500 employees are passionate about strengthening lives. Right now, we have job openings that give you the opportunity to build a stronger community with us. We hire every level in multiple disciplines. We offer competitive salaries, a comprehensive benefit package, including generous vacation, sick time, holidays, and competitive medical and dental coverage. Find out more at www.community.com. Or by calling 401-235-7458, your life experience could contribute to the riches and qualities of care that we provide. Speaking with Celeste Benjamin of the Benjamin Insurance Agency. Celeste, you provide a wide range of services there. Most of our business is providing home and auto insurance. However, we feel the most important thing to insure is people. 
Everyone insures their home and autos, which are objects. Only 57% of Americans have life insurance. You may get into a car accident. You may have a claim on your home. But life insurance is a guaranteed payout for your family. We are here to help keep your family going. Our family serving your family. And Cara Benjamin? My mother, Celeste, will help you plan for retirement and assist you with protecting your family by providing life insurance. The Allstate Benjamin Agency, 125 Eddie Darling Highway, North Smithfield, 765-5000 for the protection you need, the service you want. Across from CVS at Dowling Village. And also located at 92 South Main Street in South Bellingham, Massachusetts. Listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. All right. Well, here's the panel. Yours truly, Dick Bouchard, is here. And, uh, well, let's see. Let's go to the telephones and see who wants to talk to us this morning. Good morning. Yeah. Yes. Good morning. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, just a couple things uh, regarding traffic. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm sure that you, as I, I'm thrilled to see what's going on at 146 and Salesville Road. Uh, yeah, I, I, frankly, I never thought I'd live to see the day, but somehow. Me neither. <laughs> I'm going to try to live to 90 because I think that's when they're going to finish it. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know what? You may actually live to see it happen. I, I think it's happening. Tw- 2025. That's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm amazed that, uh, frankly, I, I thought the last thing they would do was try to build that overpass over yeah. 146 because they hate us so much in Providence. But go ahead. You're the caller. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing is uh, over there at West Acres Interchange, you know, the, you know what area that is? Yes, I do. Yeah. Uh, there's like that low-lying wetlands area. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like they're having a problem getting rid of water there, but I think they, they might get that under control, too. <laughs> well, this is going to prove them out <laughs> today, I'll yeah. tell you for sure. Go ahead. That's for certain, yeah. <laughs> okay, look, the last thing is uh, uh, the, the, the 195 bridge. Yeah. Now, let me ask you, and I'm not talking tolls, I'm talking way stations, okay? Okay. When is the last time you saw a permanent way station open in Rhode Island. Yeah, they, they seem to have <clears throat> cut down on that to zero. Yeah. Well, you know, Albini said that um, he got information that that was a catastrophic failure of those pens, and it happened recently. Ah, uh, he's full of crap. I just reported that three yeah, years ago that uh, they was yeah. told by a Connecticut bridge engineer uh, that this problem existed, and they did nothing about it. Typical DOT. Uh, did they say it was specifically the Specifically that. Specifically, really? yeah. Okay. Three well, years I mean, ago. I mean, that goes, it, that goes along the same And they never stopped to, fixing that damn bridge. Well, to me, don't, and I, I'd like to know if you agree with me, um, don't, don't you think that if they could stop overweight vehicles crossing those bridges that 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 may not have happened i think frankly what didn't i say at the end of my story elviti is an expert at blaming everybody else but himself and his department and i'm gonna let it go with that so you don't think no no i don't no i don't okay i just simply don't how come the other side of the bridge didn't fall down that's my answer to you okay well i mean yeah (laughs) no but no but i mean just generally speaking I really think that that that, vehicle, that overweight uh, that vehicle should pass through a scale facility to make sure they're not overweight. Yeah, but what I, I mean, think that people you know, should use that special equipment they bought to inspect the bridge and inspect it properly. Got another call? Thanks for calling. You're next on WNRI. Go ahead. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. The real problem is, you governor, we could add Kalis. But the fools in Rhode Island wouldn't vote. Real problem. We have a pool. You're breaking up on me. You're breaking up pretty bad, so it's gonna you're gonna have to make it quick. Go ahead. Okay, we could have had a real governor. We could have had Kalis in. Yeah, we could have, but we didn't. We voted for this that's fool. That's the problem. That's the real problem is we didn't vote in the right governor. We didn't. 
because, of course, a change of governor would have made, meant a change of many directors, not only the DOT director. Good point. Thank you very much for calling. All right. Bob from Pawtucket calling, and he's, he's right. You know, <laughs> we can only blame ourselves if we keep voting for fools uh, like who we voted for Congress, for example. Uh, here in Woonsocket, at least uh, a couple of polling places uh, voted for in fact, several vote polling places, uh, the majority of polling places in Woonsocket voted for uh, Mr. Leonard from Jamestown. It's just the rest of the state was uh, fast asleep. Hey, the rain that pounded Woonsocket overnight was linked to that storm, which dumped up to five inches of rain across Florida, flooding streets and forcing the cancellation of boat parades and other holiday celebrations before the low pressure system moving up the east coast and caused coastal flooding in south carolina on sunday that was yesterday the national weather service issued several flood warnings and minor flooding advisories for a wide swath of florida from the southwest gulf coast all the way up to Jacksonville. I'm sure you saw it on TV. Major airports remained open, however, at the start of a busy holiday travel season. At least FLL didn't get flooded like it did the last time. The storm was actually good news for residents in southwest Florida who've been facing water restrictions and drought conditions heading into what normally is the region's dry season. Newsmax.com, my source. Well, reports are that President Joe Biden is safe after a car crashed into a car blocking an intersection to protect the motorcade last night when Joe and his wife Jill were returning from having been at Biden's campaign headquarters in Wilmington, Delaware, at a restaurant last night. Secret Service agents with guns drawn dealt with the driver who reportedly left his vehicle following the crash with his hands up. The president and first lady were not injured. They were put back into an armored vehicle and driven back to the White House following the incident. In case you hadn't heard, I'm sure you have by now about it. News, uh, yahoo.com is my source. Yesterday was not only a disaster for the New England Patriots as they lost big time to the Kansas City Chiefs. The New York Jets fans saw their Team also driven off the playoff contention list as the Buffalo Bills continued their winning streak and the Jets failed to post a single point. The final score was 30 to nothing. Oh, my God. Far be it for me to analyze the complicated methodology of who gets to play in the Super Bowl. Never mind all the speculation yesterday about Coach Bill Belichick's future. With the New England Patriots after this, the worst season in his history with the Patriots. Hear much more about this from somebody who really knows about sports, not me, on the Joe Show, right after Kim Garno's program. She'll be here also this morning between uh, Joe and Dick Bouchard. Did you know that the intercity bus lines like Greyhound, Trailways, and Megabus... An overlooked but essential part of America's transportation system carry twice the number of people who normally take Amtrak every year. They, the bus companies, are in serious trouble. The whole network is facing a new growing crisis. Greyhound and other private companies. Here's what's happening. Bus terminals are rapidly closing around the country. Houston. Philadelphia, Cincinnati, Tampa, Charlottesville, um, Portland, Oregon, and other important bus depots have shuttered in recent years. Bus terminals in major hubs like Chicago and Dallas are often inaccessible by public transit, switch to curbside service, or worse yet, have eliminated routes altogether. A spokesman for Greyhound, which is now owned by a German company called Flix Mobility, says it strives to offer customers the most options for connections but has encountered challenges in some instances. Bus ridership dropped from 140 million passengers 
back in 1960 to just 40 million passengers by 1990. And obviously that figure is 13 years old. But I was shocked to learn that twice as many people still travel on buses that ride on federally sponsored Amtrak trains. Was that news to you? It was news to me. My source, CNN.com. You no doubt failed to hear that Donald Trump yesterday held what was called a caucus event. Where? In Reno, Nevada. He did that yesterday while the mainstream media was abuzz with their report that they found that Nikki Haley was 15 points. 15 points behind Donald Trump in New Hampshire, where Trump was clearly way out in front, even though Governor Sununu refused to endorse Trump. Donald Trump got cheers from the crowd when he said that he will clear Washington, D.C. of tents and graffiti from our nation's capital. Trump told the audience his ambition was to move to Manhattan, New York City, when he was younger, and said now people are moving out of the Big Apple. He predicted if elected, he will clean up cities, mostly under Democrat control, and attack colleges and universities, saying they are unleashing terror into our country with their graduates. Hmm. Trump said he will cut federal funding to colleges that do this and got the biggest cheers when he said, as soon as he takes over, we will drill, 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 baby, drill. That's what he said. And he will not give one penny to any school that has a mask or vaccine mandate and will keep men out of women's sports. Hooray, Donald. He urged his audience to vote February 8th and he's speaking now to Nevada people when they conduct their caucus, caucus system of voting. Whatfinger.com is my source. They also have that caucus nonsense up there uh, in uh, <clears throat> Idaho. Um, last week, I presented a list of 24 TV programs that have managed to reach what I call my baseline of 5 million homes. I was shocked to see the latest ratings cut 10 programs off that list as over-the-air TV continues to dwindle into people's homes, confirming that streaming remains the main way Americans are dealing with the lack of new programming mainly due to that writer's strike that's finally over. And frankly, other than football games, TV fans are finding other things to watch. And that includes Dick and Nancy. We started watching a discovery program called Homestead Rescue. It's about a family from Alaska that helps people who have decided to live off the grid, so to speak. Now, much to my surprise, <laughs> I learned that the program is now in its 11th season, having been launched in 2016. And we've been watching it on demand, trying to avoid the reruns that are all over the mainstream networks that nobody's watching anyway. The program has a 90% favorability rating. I hope you've got to watch it because... I want to tell you that I learned something when I watch every single episode. Anyway, here's the short list that I just mentioned of 14 that, well, actually, I expanded it to 14. There are only 13 on the list, but I went down and picked up the 14th one because I want to mention it's the only drama program on the entire, on the list. We'll start off with Number one, NFL National Football on CBS with 26,000 homes. Imagine that. Number two, Sunday Night Football, NBC, 24,000 homes. Number three, Sunday Night NFL pre-kickoff on NBC, 18,762,000 homes. Football Night in America is number four. That was on NBC, 13 million Point eight. 
Number five, Monday Night Football on ABC, 11.4 million homes. And finally, a non-football TV program, number six is indeed 60 Minutes. Can't stand that program anymore. I used to watch it back when Andy Rooney was on. Uh, 9.3 million homes. Number seven, Thursday Night Football on Amazon, 7.9 million. Number eight, World News Tonight with David Muir, whoever he is, ABC, 7.8 million. And by the way, ABC continues to be the number one news program in America. Number nine, NFL regular season a game was on ESPN, 7.3 million tuned in. Number 10, Monday night kickoff on ABC, 6.8. We're watching that. Number 11, the nightly news with Lester Holt means that NBC is in second place in the news race with 6.7 million tuners in. And after that, oh my God, a non-football event. The Voice on NBC, 6 million homes. Number 13 and the final 5 million threshold is The Survivor. I never watch it. On CBS, 5.3 million homes. So I went down to number 14 on the list because this was the only drama in the top 14. And it was NCIS Sydney. NCIS Sydney, Australia. I... Really don't like the program, but I watched it. 4.8 million homes. Speaking of cable TV, Tucker Carlson, who at one time had the largest audience of any Fox TV host and yet was fired by the same network, has announced that he is forming his own network in defiance of the mainstream media. This move comes in conjunction with the launch of Carlson's own streaming service. He calls it the Tucker Carlson Network. Gee, that's an interesting name. And it's accompanying website where exclusive content is being offered through a $72 annual subscription cost. The announcement carried a limited time offer for individuals to become founding members of the new platform. The Tucker Carlson Network will offer a variety of content, including interviews, priced at $9 a month. Carlson announced the impending launch on X, that's Elon Musk's platform, where he has been posting free content. My source, whatfinger.com. You're listening to the Upfront program. I'll be back on this program following these messages. So what's in your appetite? At Grumpy's in South Bellingham, their menu is so expensive, we can satisfy any taste. You may want to try a Grumpy Signature Burger. There are 12 to choose from. And if you like seafood, try our broiled seafood sampler of haddock, scallop, shrimp, lobster, and a stuffed quahog to go along. And you might want to check out our Taste of Italy, too, from eggplant, parmesan, spaghetti and meatballs, and many other Italian choices. And you may want to try a Grumpy Sirloin steak, filet mignon, or a Bourbon Street steak tip dinner. All char-broiled to your taste perfection. And we have a nightly menu special and also weekend specials. Kitchen open Friday and Saturday till midnight. Restaurant open seven days a week. It's time to make it a Grumpy's experience today. Attention industrial manufacturers. Are you paying too much or waiting too long only to be disappointed in the quality of the product and service you receive? Then let me introduce you to Titan Machine Tool, a specialty machining company with over 30 years experience producing precision machine parts and building automated machinery for the manufacturing, medical, and aerospace industries. Titan Machine Tool provides general maintenance shop services too, including conventional and CNC milling 
turning and servicing, grinding, from prototype design work, small production runs, or one single manufactured part. Titan Machine Tool will work with you to understand your requirements to get the job done right the first time. So if you need parts custom made or repaired for your hot rod, construction equipment, or industrial machinery, contact Titan Machine Tool at 401-636-0157 and speak with Robert Marquis. Again, call 401-636-0157 for a free quote or to schedule a review of the job you need done. Find us online at titanmachinetool.com. Charlie's Tire and Service Center in Bellingham is the go-to shop for all your tire and mechanical needs. Serving Bellingham, Franklin, Blackstone, and nearby communities for well over 40 years. We specialize in tires, wheel alignments, and general auto maintenance and repair. South Main Street at Route 126 in Bellingham. Open Monday through Friday, 7.30 to 5. Stop in and talk to our service manager at Charlie's Tire and Service Center. Call us at 508-883-1211 and make an appointment. You can check us out on Facebook, too. Listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. And as usual, here it is Monday morning, and yours truly, Dick Bouchard, behind the microphone. And callers, if they come in, I put them on the air. Hi, you're next. Go ahead. Thanks for your patience. You're talking to me, Dick. I can barely hear you. Yeah. Okay. I thank you for your patience. That's all right. I turned mine up. How's that? Okay, I turned my volume up. This is very brief. Thank you. Um, very interesting show today. I like it when I hear something that I did not know before. I did something that I did not know before. I had a friend call me and tell me to watch a particular show on a cable channel called Daystar. It's 174 on Cox. And it's more or less religious, um, philosophical, that kind of programming. Okay. And she told me she told me to watch a show called Joni, J O N I Cable Talk. So I I I recently learned how to um, record things. <laughs> it was so simple, and I didn't realize it. Um, so I recorded it, and last night I watched it, and it, it is called. Uh, episode 133, Joni Table Talk, and it's all about COVID. Dick, you should watch that that show. Everything, you were smart not to take any shots. I'm sorry I took two. Other people in my family have not taken them. This, this show just blew my mind. That's all I'm going to say. It's Joni. And by the way, I think one of the reasons that cable companies are losing uh, so many viewers is their prices, they're outpricing their, uh, their customers. All right. And I think, I think part of it is the strike that they suffered a while ago. You know what? Workers constantly kill the goose that lays the golden egg. That's all I can say. Thank you. Unions should be there to protect you, not to enrich in an, in an abnormal way. Okay, said enough. Bye. Bye. All right. Did you know that 67,000 migrants are living in shelters paid for by New York City taxpayers under the dimwit leadership of Democrat Mayor Eric Adams, a former New York City transit cop? That's triple the number who the city was housing at this time last year. Adams, last week, slammed fellow Democrat Joe Biden's open-door policy as the mayor continues to beg Washington for money to deal with the problem that he and Biden both created. Adams has yet to end the fact that New York City remains another sanctuary city that welcomes illegals. And now... Here's Adams complaining about it. My source, DailyMail.com. This just in from the Texas-Mexico border. The two rail bridges carrying freight between Mexico and Texas are being closed this morning, at this very minute, as a matter of fact, by the U.S. Border Patrol. Why? To try and stem 
the recent resurgence in cargo carriages being used by illegal immigrants. You may have seen the videos of illegals jumping onto moving freight trains and jumping off once they cross the bridges into the U.S. It's not the first time the bridges have been closed, but the economic impact the last time was so severe in September when a three-day closure left $1 billion worth of produce sitting idle in trains stuck on either side of the border. We're just hearing about it now, of course. The bridges into El Paso and Eagle Pass will close starting this morning, in fact, right now. And the Customs and Border Protection Agency made the announcement yesterday. They say it's the latest drastic measure to try and reduce the arrivals. Migrants' arrivals are surging, with crossings now by train. Earlier this month, 12,000 migrant encounters occurred on a single day, and that broke all records. My source, Daily Mail. Dot com Printed, of course, in London, England. Some House representatives, uh, Republicans, have voiced frustrations about House Speaker Representative Mike Johnson handled the National Defense Authorization Act. They call it the NDAA. There's concern that his leadership may be in jeopardy. Maybe. The annual defense policy bill included a temporary extension of that stupid FISA Section 702, which gives the government warrantless surveillance powers, and that infuriated some conservative members, including Dick Bouchard, not a member. Although Section 702 was set to expire at the end of this year, and in my opinion it should have, Johnson allowed the negotiated NDAA extension of these unconstitutional spy powers until April 19th. Not only that, it didn't remove Ukrainian funding, and in fact it doubled it up to $600 million, funded abortion vacations, and kept trannies in our military. Worst of all, they shoved the FISA spy court onto our defense bill. The NDAA should never reauthorize the weaponization of our justice system that Joe Biden's Department of Justice and the FBI are using to spy on us American citizens, added one congresswoman. My source, 100%fedup.com. Did you know that Hunter Biden is currently being investigated by Congress and the Department of Justice, and he does face a lengthy jail term if he's convicted of any charges against him. With Joe Biden in the White House, the younger Biden can be pardoned for his crimes if he happens to be convicted before January 2025. But if his cases are not resolved by that time, Hunter Biden reportedly says he plans to flee the country to escape going to jail. Talk about being brazen in making such a pronouncement. I guess he thinks Joe may not win the next election for once. I agree with Hunter. The younger Biden is also the subject of a federal investigation, though he has been charged several times with many of these already. You see, he was charged with illegally owning a firearm in addition to tax fraud misdemeanors. Most recently, he was charged with failing to pay $200,000 of income tax in 2019. Now, can you imagine if you tried to get away with that? He brushed off his congressional disposition last week, opting to do a press conference outside the Capitol instead. But now he could also face a contempt of Congress charge for failing to testify. And I hope they slap it on him. My source, 100percentfedup.com. Did you know that General Motors is announcing job cuts in Orion and Lansing Grand River, Michigan assembly plants, which will take place in the coming year after the automaker said it would be delaying electric pickup truck and cutting production of the Chevy Volt production in 2025. The layoffs at GM's Orion plant is going to affect 945 workers, while 369 employees will be cut at the Lansing assembly plant. The announcement also called off funding for GM's self-driving cruise 
model, which got into a horrible accident in San Francisco this year. The dirty little secret here is people just are just not buying all electric vehicles for a dozen reasons that I've already reported to you about in this program. By the way, GM stock was up to $67 a share two years ago. Guess what it's now selling for? Around 35 bucks a share. <laughs> Just thought you needed to know that. Hi, you're next on NRI. Go ahead. Hey, good morning, Dick. Good morning. Uh, electric vehicle is going to be the Etzel. Yeah, um, right. I haven't heard you mention it this morning, but uh, I heard that the governor of Georgia is going to announce this week some of the discrepancies that happened in the 2020 election. No, I haven't gotten to that. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you had heard about it or if you had that. No, no, it's not on my list for this morning. <laughs> I've got one more page to do. <laughs> okay, well, I'll let you go. Could you check that out for us, please? Oh, yeah, well, yeah, but it'll be a week before you hear from me again, you know. So oh, maybe, okay. Yeah, so maybe one of our other talk show hosts will uh, research it for you. Thank you. All right, thanks for the time. Appreciate the call. Hey, the New York Post is out with um, <clears throat> some news that I thought might interest you. Harvard University's early admission applications have slid to a four-year low as the elite university in Cambridge continues to face backlash for its administration's unwillingness to condemn anti-Semitism on its campus. And the slump is curious because its rivals are seeing gains in requests for admission. The Ivy League school in Cambridge saw a 17% drop in applications from students applying through early admission to just 7,921 high school seniors seeking to secure a spot, compared to 9,553 that did so last year. This according to figures released by Harvard itself. Early admission applications were due on November the 1st, one month before Harvard President Claudine Gay and ousted University President of Pennsylvania Liz McGill's disastrous congressional testimony. But at that point, Harvard had already been facing more than three weeks of turmoil after more than 30 student groups signed a letter claiming that Israel was entirely responsible for the Hamas October 7th attack on the Jewish nation. You got to go to Harvard to be so stupid to write a letter to that effect? Did you know governors can activate the National Guard? Well, of course, I knew that. <laughs> I had a lot to do with the governor's office when I worked 29 years in the state house. That's a fact. And Arizona governor, she's a Democrat, Katie Hobbs just issued an executive order to send her National Guard members to the Arizona-Mexican border. Why? Well, there's been a surge of migrants at the Lukeville port of entry. Hobbs ordered members of the National Guard down there to the assist law enforcement agencies. Hobbs blamed the fellow Democrat Joe Biden administration for refusing to send resources to secure the border. So, exercising her powers as governor, she said, with my executive order, I'm taking this action where the federal government won't. Got an update on the number of active outages that Rhode Island Energy is dealing with right now. 405 active outages. Total number of customers affected right now due to the high wind in the Rhode Island area that they are serving 25,363 customers without power at this very minute. That updated report just came in, dated 8.54 a.m. The New York Post reports Israeli troops raided the vacation homes of several key Hamas commanders in southern Gaza. And guess what they uncovered? A secret tunnel underneath a baby crib. In the Northern Strip, they said they found weapons inside and in tunnels underneath these classy vacation homes of senior Hamas officials. IDF Colonel Elad Ziri said that 
his forces went on to say, we see a lot of tunnel shafts here. We're still encountering the enemy, but we are gaining operational control of the area. That was in the New York Post, in case you're wondering where I got it. Well, let's hear it for a Waffle House customer in Birmingham, Alabama. He shot and killed a 26-year-old man shortly after midnight yesterday who was allegedly threatening to shoot patrons in the popular restaurant. AL.com reported the incident occurred around 1.30 yesterday morning. Actually, that would have been this morning. Uh, Jefferson County Sheriff Lieutenant Joni Moni indicated that deputies were called about the man who was threatening patrons, but one of the restaurant's customer had a weapon, got into an altercation with the suspect, shot and killed him even before deputies got to the scene. My source, Breitbart.com. I doubt the mainstream media is going to pick up on this report from the U.S. government. The number of homeless Americans rose by 12% to a record level in 2023 as Joe Biden invited several million legal and illegal migrants into the homes and jobs here in America. More than 650,000 people are now experiencing homelessness on a single night in January 2023. That was a reported 12% increase from a year before. And this is really old. After all, I guess we're going to have to wait till next month to learn the real current numbers. Breitbart.com is my source. And by the way, border security remains one of the top concerns for you average Americans. Although most of the media is ignoring the crisis, it's a vital topic heading into the 2024 election. Since August, the importance of border security has jumped eight percentage points in national polls. A Fox News poll released Sunday shows eight out of ten voters see the border as a significant priority, with some seeing it as an emergency or major issue. A majority of those polled said increasing the number of Border Patrol agents was the best way to secure the border. And my source was gatewaypundit.com. And let's see, have I got time for this one? No, I don't think so. Um, yeah, I think what I'm going to do is just uh, update one more time for you the fact that we have 405 active outages going on right now in the Rhode Island energy area served by them. That excludes, of course, our Massachusetts customers and viewers and listeners uh, total customers affected by all this wind that's blowing so hard outside right now 25,000 